This podcast today is presented by Anchor. Anchor is a free app that allows you to record, edit, and share your podcast to your audience on your phone, tablet, or computer. If you want to start a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. Without further ado, let's get to today's episode. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sports Bible Podcast. We are back after taking a week off. I hope you guys, if you live in the Northeast, are safe with the snow because we got – how much did you get, Rob? I got like two feet. Yeah, like close to it, like 16 inches, something like yeah. that. The Jersey Shore got hit pretty hard and compared to up north. Unexpected. Yeah. I, um, I was out Friday and like, uh, like I was out to dinner and – when we were coming home, it was starting to like come down really hard. And then I woke up on Saturday morning and I'm like, damn, I got to go out and shovel all this. But uh, thankfully we got a snowblower. So that was good. But besides that, I'm still here. Uh, a wall back there. Uh, <laughs> it's gray. His red over there. If you guys care, probably not, but um, I'm going to play you guys the clip now of what happened. And, <laughs> So here it goes. I hope you guys can hear it. I have no end. It smells weird in my experiment. What the hell? <laughs> Why does it smell weird in here? My house on fire? <laughs> you imagine we got that on video? My house on fire? <laughs> Yo, it's like smoking in here. Oh, shit. <laughs> Something's on fire. Yo! What the fuck? What? Yo, something actually went on fire. What did? A pillow. Is it bad? No, nah, like I'm no, I'm fine. Like, here, so that's it can't be Yo, I got. Was it just oh. burnt? Is the ads just burnt or something? Yeah, there's a pillow. Oh, I gotta open the door. Yo, all right. Uh, I gotta end this a little prematurely. Rob, I gotta fix this problem. <laughs> so, for a little backstory. I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast, like in detail, but we were doing, me and Rob were doing the Twitter spaces actually for um, the Nets Celtics game a couple Bulls. weeks ago. Bulls, Bulls. versus Celtics. Oh, I saw your green shirt and just Celtics. Um, Nets blew them out, I think. Yeah. Had yeah. Kevin Durant. I had Kevin Durant, first basket, Vooch, 10 rebounds. Just, yeah. No, I mean, no, nothing. Fantasy, yeah. Yeah. It was a rough night. But, um, I was in my uh, spare room where I usually do my editing, my recording, my content, and all that stuff. And I turned the heat on a little bit, and I smelled like a uh, like a weird smell. I'm like, why is it smoky in here? And then I turn around. I'm like, oh, God, that's like where the pillows are. And I turn the pillow over, and it's like burnt. I'll, I'll get a picture, actually, for you guys. Um, I'll, I'll blow it up for you guys, too, like for if you guys can't see it. But let me try to find this picture now. <laughs> I'm gonna like I guess I'm gonna blow it up for you guys so you guys don't have to worry about seeing it on my phone. I mean Where yeah it was this picture. It's definitely unexpected and, and yeah, I you know, I, yeah, I think I I think I I love how I was like imagine we got it on video that like my house is on fire and then the house almost went on fire. Here it is. All right, so if you can see it, guys, uh that's the pillow. There's like a hole. 
that's my driveway, by the way. So that black isn't the pillow. That's through the pillow. We went through yeah. three fire extinguishers. We had to put the pillow in a garbage pail with water and leave it there. Thank God it was cold out because they could kind of like cool it down. But staying out there in the cold at two in the morning, not fun. But you know who else is hot right now? Your Boston Celtics. You worry about a segue. I got you. <laughs> it feels good to say it finally, I guess. I'm waiting for it. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, every game is just a learning process. And I've been saying it for almost two months now, just one game at a time. And it's crazy how, what are we at, February 4th, and now it's the first time all season that they're three games over. 28-25, and Kirk Goldsberry at ESPN posted, like, where everyone ranks, like, net rating-wise, offense, defense. They got the number one defense right now the last 15 games. They got, like, the eighth-best offense. Their last – they've won 10 of 14. They've won five of their last six. They're five and one since Marcus Smart came back, who – you know, he hears all the noise of him not being able to run a point guard. Obviously, Boston is still looking to make moves between now and next week as we see Dennis Schroeder's minutes drop. We, saw, we see Al Horford noise with him. There's noise with Josh Richardson, too, even though he went off last game in response. I would like them to keep him. He's a good team player for the bench, and he's on a good contract. Like I've said to you a million times, can cover multiple positions. But uh, in smarts, last six, he's – Got almost seven assists, almost 12 points for once. Shooting a very efficient percentage, 54, 37 from three. And it's really like like he's been a plus in every game since he's came back. And his assisting has just been flashy. And, you know, he's shown like he was a point guard at Oklahoma State and in high school. And, you know, Boston in general through the last 10 – uh, where's the points? Yeah, 110 points, shooting 35% from three, 47 from the field. Uh, where it is 26 assists per game? They had over 30 as a team last game and led by Tatum and Brown and led by Marcus Smart. And like I've said to you, Rob Williams gets assists. The core four is really coming together. I'm Lord. Yeah, the man. And like I said, well, first of all, I've been saying about him since for about two years now and since they've needed a, a center as it was, is all it took was dedication from him. And he sees how much he can grow. I've said it to you a million times. He gets assists, steals, blocks, can move the ball in the half court. He's a good passer. So imagine how good he's going to be when he gets a mid-range jumper and gets more of a touch. And he's only 24. And – yeah, the core four, Josh Richardson, Grant Williams, the two Tennessee guys off the bench have a good connection. They contribute well. And I'm, I'm going to cut you off real quick. Is your, I'm assuming the core four is, is going to be smart. Um, I don't know why I did that. Smart, smart <laughs> Brown, Tatum, and Williams? Yep. Why did I do and, that? <laughs> and like I've said before, it's like, you know, every year Marcus Smart's in trade rumors. And – it's appropriate because he's making sense. Huh? It's a compliment. 
Yeah, and like we know how he could be for any other ball club and how special he would be, whether it's a starting point guard or whatever role, maybe off the ball combo guard, which he does well as, as well. But it's like obviously he can't be paid like your third best guy, but it's like if we if Brad constructs this constructs this roster well from now to February, from now to you know, June, July, things could go in the right way. And it's like, I wouldn't be, I mean, I would be surprised with how he's been since he's come back, but it's, yeah, any, as me, as well as any other fan would genuinely cry if he left, because it's been eight years. He's been my favorite since Rondo, besides Jalen Brown. And um, it's just, obviously they, the articles say like it would take a significant haul or like a lot of value for him, for them to move him. And his chemistry and the way he helps the Jays grow, the way he helps Rob grow, his court vision is so underrated and it's just, yeah, they're not going to move him. And like, it would make sense because of his salary and it's the movable deal, but like not now with the way he's been playing lately. And I fully expect him to remain a Celtic for the future. And like, as any Celtic fan says, whenever they win again, whether it's, you know, a while from now or whenever looking like it will be a while from now, it's like, it would mean the world to Celtic nation and the city of Boston who I've said to you, he's probably arguably the most loved Boston athlete. One of them today, especially with Tom and Gronk uh, Edelman. And it's just, He's Mr. Celtic, and it would mean the world to the city if he was on that championship team, whatever it comes. And, you know, it's just for once, you know, they look good. Hopefully they can keep it up one game at a time. They got Detroit tonight, Orlando Sunday, easy schedule. I know they got oh, Brooklyn, wow. Brooklyn Tuesday. Yeah. Hopefully they haven't beaten them in a while. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, with their dysfunction, we'll get into them later. Yeah. But hopefully – they win one game at a time, continue to tack on. It's, it's, it's a bunch up between them, Toronto, Charlotte, and the play-in, and they're only a game behind Brooklyn, game and a half. At the sixth seed, they've dipped down there. So yeah. hopefully Boston gains some ground, as me and you said before. You know, if you're the seven or the sixth seed, you could play Miami or Cleveland, which isn't that scary of a matchup compared to Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, but it's if like, you, um, yeah. Um, uh, no, you finish your thought because I'm going to hit off what you're saying with the Nets. Well, yeah, I was just going to say like Tatum. I mean, I, I don't know how Brown didn't make the all-star team over Middleton, but maybe he gets in for Durant if it's not LaMelo ball, but Tatum's 27, eight and five in his last 10, 47 from the field. The percentages have been getting better. Still 31 from three over that span. Brown in his last five, 26, six and three, 51 from the field, 33 from three. So they're becoming more playmakers and the more they're sharing the ball. And I loved Udoka's rotations of late, like I said, led by the two Tennessee guys. And it's just, it's clearly looking like Schroeder will be gone come next week. Al Horford, if he is, it would probably be the summer, but. Just be a team guy. That's what he's been doing. And that's what, you know, the core four has been doing in general. Move the ball, keep rotating on defense. And just when they share it, things change. And 
Yeah. It was a great game against Charlotte last game. Hopefully they keep it up. Yeah. I um your point on Middleton, I was just I saw I was looking at my phone, I was looking it up real quick. I don't get how he's an all-star because you you brought up Brown, and I'm not saying the guy I'm gonna mention is an all-star because I don't he's I don't think he's having well, maybe. No, probably not. No, he's not an all-star, but yeah. Chris Middleton's averaging 19 points, five rebounds, five assists. Good numbers. Julius Randle is averaging 18 and a half, 9.9 rebounds, five assists. One guy's getting booed off the court, and one guy's an all-star. Yeah, I mean, things could change if Middleton was in a market like New York, but they, they just yeah. – just because they wanted the title and just because of what he did postseason. And- Rob, <laughs> thumbs down. And, like – Got to get yeah, these thumbs up. He's clearly shown – you know, I'm a Middleton guy. He's clearly shown mm. what he can do in the playoffs. I don't think the Bucs deserve two All-Stars, like you said. And Jared yeah. Allen was snub. One of the two Hornets. A mellow ball. Right. Yeah, I was going to – jeez. And but, yeah. Yeah, like – but, yeah, finishing the Celtics stuff, it's, it's the best defense since Christmas. So, hopefully, they mm-hmm. just keep it up. It's the really, whole, like – The whole argument on – like, and I agree with this argument. Like, when people say all-stars that are snubbed, um, I guess we could go into the reserves now. But the, the um, all-stars that are snubbed, um, if you're going to snub a guy and you think he's snubbed, find a guy that you can replace him then. Like, find a guy that didn't deserve it over him. And I think that's a fair argument because there's going to be snubs every year. There's good teams in the league that don't make the playoffs. Maybe not the NBA, but, like, in the, in baseball. Don't get me started on baseball. Um. Like, there's good teams that don't make the playoffs because of the way it's worked. Like, there's only a certain amount of spots. Like, Tyler Harrell was a snub. 12 guys can't be snubs because that means you're replacing the entire team. Like, did, did this guy deserve it over Fred Van Vliet? Who, congratulations, undrafted. I think the first is Ben Wallace. Uh, I think I read that in 2006. He's the first undrafted guy to make the All-Star team. And he's he deserves it. He's having a really good year. Um. But is is um what's his name? Who were we just talking about? Fred. Not Fred. Um, like does Lamelo deserve it over James Harden? Oh, Middleton. What were you gonna say? Yeah, like like the, in this case, there's guys that should have made it over Middleton, and they, the the that guy is probably going to make it because Durant's not gonna play. And I would be surprised if Harden went just because like he's had some hamstring issues. I think that I think he he. He has taken on such a like mental and physical toll of just being on the nets and dealing with everything. But to stay on the topic of the All-Stars right now, uh, congrats to Darius Garland. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, so I see all the Cleveland Cavs social media like excited for him. Well-deserved. Uh, Harden got in. It is off the top of my head. I don't have the list in front of me. I'll put the list up for you guys to see it. Um, Luca got in, deserved. Book, Paul. Yep. Uh, Cat Gobert, I believe, got in. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know Tatum I, got in. Yeah, I, but, I got you. If you're unsure, yeah, I'm trying to. Th- this is like a quiz now for me. Now I got to figure this out. <laughs> Middleton got in. Um, no, Knicks got in. The two Charlotte guys that really, I was very surprised the Mellow Ball got in. Also, for the fact that I know it's the coach's pick, but we want to see the most entertaining guys, and yeah. he's entertaining. So, Brown's I was surprised by that. Who? Yeah. I said Brown's one of them too. Brown, yeah, he didn't get it. Um, who am I forgetting? Um Zach Levine, seven reserves. So 
my insight on it is like, yeah, I think Harden deserves it just because, yeah, he's got the hamstring issues. Maybe he does say, all right, I'll take it. He might just not go, but he deserves to be an all-star. The fact that he averages eight rebounds is what amazes me. And like, he deserves it. Um, John Morant Morant is a starter. There's four first-time all-stars. Yeah, absolutely. Levine deserved to be a starter, kind of like Garland. You could say he could have been a starter. Levine. Uh, I feel like him being Cleveland hurts him. Yeah. I mean, it would have been hard to imagine over the other guys, but Levine, we could have been one over Trey. And um, Trey balled last night. Yeah, the main. He's uh, really playing well, Trey Young. Yeah. And he's, as we said before, off the air he, he's been leading his team they've been winning more the suns haven't not to change the subject but the suns haven't won in that building since 2000 i saw that something eight straight losses there or something like that that was wild to me but, i'm trying to find it now i can't find like i'm trying to find just the reserves i found last year's reserves and ben simmons was one <laughs> so the only snubs are the main snubs of each conference i'll tell you this oh it's, mitchell got in right yes Okay. Um, yeah, I I forget like the guys that you just assume. Yeah. You know, like we all go through that. Like we blank out for a sec on like who, where the seven. Like I was really, going, yeah. Seven's a lot for. I was going seven. to bed last night and I um I'm like, Is LeBron a starter? <laughs> like I feel like I just don't even look for his name anymore because he's gonna be there. <laughs> but yeah. then I'm like, oh wait, he's a captain. <laughs> Him and KD. Yeah. Ooh. Of course. Oh, we like. I think it's like six straight years of being the leading vote getter or something like that. Yeah, maybe. well, he's the bronze. He's absolutely. We we've talked about what he's done this year. I don't think people the, realize, like, yeah, the year he's having, it's like ridiculous and just gets swept under the rug. Like it's like I saw like um they were having like a topic on what's the show. I don't know what the show was. It was an NBA show on ESPN, like five o'clock in the afternoon. LeBron's season is blank. And I saw underwhelming and I saw unfulfilling. It's not his fault. <laughs> it's averaging 30 points a game. And he's how old is he now? 37, 38? Seven. Yeah, like I mean, it's not his fault, but to your point on the all-star teams, um, yeah, Jalen Brown, I think I don't know if he gets it over Lamelo. Like yeah, the, because I'm assuming well, Durant isn't gonna play, so there's going to be at least one. Yeah. And I won't be surprised if they pick ball instead, but the main snub. I think Bridges has no shot just because yeah, of his name. He Neither does Hero, honestly. He really he's a six man. Like do you, yeah, do you think awesome. do you think him coming off the bench hurts him? No, but like I agree with other analysts when they say he's the, the most consistent Miami player throughout the entire season. And when we did the predictions two weeks mm-hmm. ago, we said, All right, Jimmy could get beat. And Tyler told us he, Jimmy got like, in, right? Yeah, he's going to get in. And I, I changed my mind about him. Obviously, he very much deserved it. I think he's like 26, 22, 6 and 6 or 26 and 6. And like, he's top of the league in steals, too. His numbers have been off the charts when he, he did miss time, but when he's been on the floor, they really have been. And we know what he is defensively. Like you just gave the example. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, he was definitely making it. So the biggest snubs, like the top three or four, Lamelo Brown. Jared Allen, and then yeah, I would say 
I would say Bridges over uh, what's his name, Hero. And then in the West, if you would have picked Draymond's not going to play. We didn't say this, but they announced yeah. it. He made I love I put it on my story. I loved what Chuck said when he was like my new BFF Draymond Green, and then he instantly, you know, with the crew. I love that he's there now. Anybody who follows me knows how much I love Draymond Green, but. He, I'm gonna cut you. I'm gonna cut you off real quick because I just looked up like the steals leaders. You know who has the most steals in the NBA? I'm gonna do my best impression of Boston. Marcus Smart. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's say, good. I think it's still him. I really him, think it's still him. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's that's um steals like just total steals, but steals per game. I don't know like if Butler like is a leader because he might not qualify because of uh. Oh, what do you call it? His game's missed, but he's always up there. Chris is up there. But go on. I just really wanted to say that Boston accent. Marcus. Yeah. Marcus. So, yeah, people don't understand what he brings to the table. Like, he can be a dud on offense at times, even though he hasn't been lately. Mm -hmm. But it's like people don't understand how much he changes the game and his intelligence. But back to the other intelligence, Draymond Green is arguably my favorite player, not a Celtic. And everything he does and he so deserves to be in Turner sports now. And he instantly, they, all the reporters said he won't be playing. So him and KD will get, Oh, what about, um, I'm I'm in fact, check myself again, Chris Paul, he's leading steals, but I saw his name next to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's like third or fourth. Is DeJounte Murray about, uh, not a bust, a snub. Yes. I was just about to say that. So I believe he gets in. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll be Ingram. So I believe he gets in if Draymond is just... If I was to snub anyone for Murray, it'd probably be Towns. And that's tough with how tremendous he has been all year. And, mm-hmm. like, the West is just tough with the snubs. So we we thought Murray was definitely making it. I tweeted it a couple times. And, like, he definitely deserved it. And I don't know about over Towns. So they made the right decision. But – I think Murray gets in for Draymond and I think for Durant. So the West, Murray, the biggest snubs, Murray Ingram. I don't want to say this, but if anyone, probably Davis with how much time he's missed, he's. You think Davis is a snub? I saw this account saying so. I think it's uh, Ball's life or Ball don't stop. Like, I think if if he's a snub, then Porzingis is one too. Because they're both having good years and they kind of both missed a lot of time. But Davis is known for being a better player, which he is. But yeah, Wes is hard with snubs because like it's very top heavy. Westbrook wasn't going to make it. Uh, Dame's out. McCollum's hurt. So yeah, it's not really, there's not really like a clear snub because like I think DeJounte Murray would be that guy. Because I feel like how does Draymond get in when he's got, He's not even averaging over 10 in any category. Well, he's yeah, averaging he, like nine, nine, and nine or something like that. Like nine, yeah. nine, and eight. I don't want to get it wrong. Like, and he looks, as we said, though, he looks like his old self. And he, you know, he gets triple doubles. And it's just the yeah. impact made. His geez. impact is less than stats. That's, yeah, that's why Wiggins, well, first of all, when we did the, the, the predictions, we didn't think Wiggins would get voted in. And Wiggins, that's why I was going to. I was gonna say when you both. think when you think snubs, you act you you automatically go to the bench. Is Andrew Wiggins kind of like not as good as like Dejounte Murray? Like, yeah, 
I don't I don't know how he got a starting spot over like Booker or um Chris Paul oh. even. But the yeah. thing I think Booker more because Booker is more of like a swing guard than anything. He's not a um a point guard. And yeah. or even like Luca or Mitchell. Like Luca's having a really good year and the, the, the Dallas is playing well. They lost a tough one to OKC because Josh Giddy made a ridiculous pass. Um but I think it's crazy how like you can like think a guy deserves it over a starter. Like I don't know how like Wiggins isn't better than like I'm I'm happy for him but like he's been through a not a lot hasn't been through a lot but like he's had a like a rocky like career so far like for being like a high pick and you got guys like like Towns Luca Mitchell Booker like they're all, the four guys right there are better than him. And they're and they're having better years than him too, but um, I, maybe it's the fact that the Warriors are really good, and he's kind of like even with Steph Curry, he's kind of been like the constant because Steph has a little bit of struggle. He's he's had a little bit of struggles. Yeah, he he looked like he was gonna run away with MVP, and then he hit a bit of a wall, and like it's probably Clay, indeed now. Yeah, Clay uh, said it himself. It was like we know who the best two way player is on the best team when they were the best team, and. Great year, but yeah, he's not an all star. He's the worst player on the roster. If I think DeJounte gets in for Draymond, I think DeJounte's better than Wiggins. Yeah, he is. So DeJounte gets in for Draymond, and I'd say that Ball gets in for Durant. I I want it to be Jalen Brown, and I think he definitely deserves. Uh, I think I think it's Brown. It'd be cool, man. I mean, everyone is like, yeah, like. Boston's record doesn't deserve it, even though they've been better. But like, it's, dude, it's, an, it's individual. It's it's yeah, not. Look at that; they're one of the best duos in the league, and look how they, young yeah. they are. And it's like, I get it; the record matters, but it's like we were worse I last year. Both made it. I don't take much consideration into it. I just think you can't suck. You can't be like ten and forty, because that yeah. means you're probably not having an All Star year because. No team that is 10 and 40 has an all-star caliber player. Like, I see, like, Cole Anthony's playing well and Wendell Carter are playing well, but there's a reason why they're not all-stars, and there's a reason why the Magic have the record they have. They, I think they have 10 wins, I think. They have two against the Knicks. I don't I don't get that. That That's, like, one of those, like, happens in baseball sometimes, too. You have, like, a bad team that just you just can't beat. And it's, like, when they lost to them the second time, I'm, like, I don't know what it is with this team. But, I mean – the Knicks beat up on the bad teams, though. Like, they beat up on Sacramento. I didn't – Sacramento looked lifeless without Fox. And then Halliburton looked – the word I use to describe Halliburton is excellent. Like, he just looks like a very clean, fluid player. He just – he. I am so afraid he's going to, like, break his leg, though, because he looks so skinny. And I'm like, dude, you're so skinny. Like, how is, like, your – like, how does, like, like not, like, a little, like, thing to snap? Like, like that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't you. wish that. I think he's really good, but – I told you he's better than Fox, and it's. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> and if I he's a Knicks, if he's a Nick soon, you definitely hey. won't be saying it. I saw. Well, I'll take both of them. I no, that's not gonna happen. I saw a um, like the mock trade, and I also saw Ian Begley wrote something very accomplished Knicks writer. If you're a Knicks fan, follow him. He's one of the few, not like miserable sports fan writers, like. There are yes. some sports writers that like hate their team. Like I don't, I don't get it. But um, he wrote about like uh, the Knicks instead of trading Randall, 
try to get a true number one because RJ's not quite there yet, although he's looked a lot better. Like, I think what's encouraging about him is that when he scores 25 or 20, I think he had 23, and it was kind of like a down game for him just because he didn't do everything else well. And I think that's a good sign. But because when he plays well, it's dropping 30, shooting well from three. He's been struggling with a shot a little bit, but he's getting to the line. He's got to start hitting them. Um, but Randall has quietly kind of figured it out. He hasn't been scoring a lot, but he's doing everything. He's rebounding, assisting. Still turn the ball over a little bit too much, but I think if you can add like a fox without getting rid of Randall, I don't know if you could do that, but that's a good move. And I think they really got to move on from Fournier. And I I don't I don't hate Fournier like everyone does. He's been playing really well. I trade him right yeah. now. I mean, I trade him right now because he's not going to play better than he is right now. Him, Burks, like just kind of let get rid of not get rid of them. I don't want to sound rude about it, but like move on from these guys and let Grimes play. Let Toppin play quickly. I think has a shot to get moved because I think he's probably the most notable name out of the young guys. And Mitchell Robinson has become really good. And he's kind of quiet. Like he had eight blocks against Memphis. Yep. And all I heard about was John Rand's points in the paint. You know what? Me and Mitchell Robinson at the rim. I saw on Sports Center or on like TikToks, ESPN, like John Morant, almost like look at the the attempt he made on Mitchell Robinson, and they called a foul, but it was a clean block. You know, I was gonna talk about the fact that Mitchell Robinson just sent him to the floor, but we're gonna talk about how he attempted a dunk. Like, come on, be better. Um, so I just think with the Knicks adding a guy, I saw like the mock trade I was telling you before we started recording was Barnes and Fox for Randall Fournier Walker and a first. I don't want to give up Randall, but I would do that because what you do there is Barnes becomes your three. And then you have Fox as a legitimate one. RJ moves to your two, or even RJ is probably your third pure scorer. I would say right now, at least because Barnes is kind of more solidified. And then you have guys like Grimes that could step up top in. Um, you would still have Burks at that sense. And then you, you work, you go from there, but that I don't want to trade Randall. His effort hasn't been great. I'm not gonna lie, um, and I'm not. I, I don't. I never question guys' effort. I don't think it's every night with him. I just think there's sometimes he has lapses where he just doesn't get back on defense, or just like moseys up the court. But like he did that last year too. No one gave him problem though because he averaged 25 and 10. <laughs> but that's just the player he is, and it's just I will never question a man's work ethic just because I hate when people do that because you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But when you're not getting back on defense, you're not ripping through um, picks and stuff like it could it could aggravate a fan. I could see how you can. But just back to my original point with um, the Knicks is you got to kind of figure out what you are. They're not winning the championship this year. And I, if a Knicks fan thought that before the year, then you're delusional because, no, it's not going to happen. But I think they are, they, are, they are what I thought they were going to be. And they really need a point guard. Because I was looking the other night, quickly wasn't playing that great. He was struggling with a shot. I'm like, oh, let's go to the next guy. Kemba Walker hasn't scored in two games. So it's like you can't you can't really move on from anyone because you, you can't upgrade. Miles McBride is still super young and it's like a two-way guy. So he's not your answer right now, at least. So you you gotta you gotta go big. You're in New York. Like 
you have Julius Randle is on a very friendly deal. RJ is, I think, I think RJ is set to get paid, not big money, but I think next year. And I think Robinson, I think Robinson's this summer, and Rand uh, Barrett is next summer. But that's that's in the future. For now, though, like let Grimes play. He's he is a very good defender. He looks like he's like running like a chicken without a head, though. It's kind of funny. Like he just he's everything is like hundred percent speed, but that you you like that, and I just think right now, like when they lost to the Grizzlies, I'm like, yeah, I expected that. I think they'll beat the Lakers. They kind of match up well against them because they the Knicks can shoot a little better than them. I just don't know like what Knicks team's gonna show up. But I went a little. I didn't even mean to talk about the Knicks today. I got RJ and RJ on right now, mainly because. I was out delivering food before this and I don't know what happened, but I looked down and I had beans just all over me. I, I guess one of the bags leaked or something. I don't know. But th- so I got this on. <laughs> um, I really got to like trim this up. I'm sorry. I'm like kind of like, having a self grooming during this podcast. Me My- too. Don't worry about it. But yeah. Yeah. To add to your point, if I'm a Nick fan, I'm open for change. The goal now is the playoffs or the play-in. Top 10, yeah. That's what it is, top nine. And if you could do the like the swap with Fox, whether it's a multiplayer deal, you do it because Fox has more room to grow and you could argue he's a better fit for this roster, especially if they get Barnes, who I would love as a, on the Celtics. He's only making like $18 million, a couple of years left per he year. $20 million per year. Exactly. I thought, yeah, I think 18 when I checked last year when we were rumored to get him, but he, it's, it's not, he's, you could say that's not even bad because like he moves well with the ball. Now he gets rebounds. He gets assists. He's a great team player. He hits clutch shots. He could play the four RJ plays the three. And then it's, you got Evan still, regardless if anyone wants his money, it's, um, he was in the deal. He would yeah. be in that deal. I'm just but saying, you have like, Burks and Grimes. Yeah, I'm saying one of the two at the two, hypothetically. Oh, okay. But it's mm-hmm. like it's tough. The reality is, it's tough to see anyone wanting Evans' money. Yeah, he's been better, but it's like he um, he's just defenseless. And <laughs> I would rather move Burks. Like we said, it's ten million per. It's an easy deal to move. And Fox would be a good fit. Perfect room to grow. Mitchell Robinson, uh, like we said before, before we started recording, shooting 79, 80% now. Uh, Grimes is one of the few bright spots of the team. He's a, like you said, he's just, you know, he's just everywhere. Anxious, it looks like, but he's everywhere and he just, he chucks, he drills. And it's like, you can't really be that disappointed because, like, Teams got better. I've said this to you since day one. Teams got better. Um, they could always surprise, and they always perform when you least expect it. They did it against Milwaukee last week. Evan, yeah. they kind of Evan had a game, but you could you can't live or die by the Evan Chuck. And I won't be surprised. Like if LeBron plays, I think they lose, but I won't be a surprise. I won't be surprised <laughs> if it's a good game because on prime yeah. time. They seem to always put up a good fight with even the greatest of teams. There was that stat with Randall earlier this year, like during the Christmas time, they were talking about it, how like on TV, which meaning 
national TV, he plays better. And I don't know if that's like a, I hope that's a coincidence and not like he just gets up for certain games because it's not like baseball where you play every day, 162 and you can have like, they call them punt games. Like you sit your best players, get away day, one o'clock game. And you won the series already, that type of thing. But in basketball, you play 82 games once every two, three days. So it's not like you're like exhausted and his minutes are kind of like a little bit lower than last year, but like, it's not, you can't have punk games in the NBA. He's still in his prime and like they're, they're more down because. Yeah. Especially where the Knicks are at with the punk games. Like you can't have punk games where you're in the next position. It's like they have more options now that we thought would be better. And I don't know if he saw this, but like, they were talking about it like yesterday on the Michael K show because it was a rumor because Bobby Marks brought it up on NBA Today, probably the show you were referring to before. But probably, yeah. It was like Wayne. I don't remember the exact deal, but it was like a pick. It was like Wayne Ellington. Uh, I saw Westbrook that. I saw that. To the Knicks for like Randall, Evan Fournier, and like Kemba. I don't know if either team would want to do that, but like. Westbrook is better by himself. We know that, but does it translate to wins? We don't know, especially when the East is a lot more stronger, but it's like you could, I would shop Julius for like a De'Aaron Fox where it gives you more yeah. room. To go. They should take calls on them. It's just everything. Like I've said with the Celtics before, everything is on the table, everything. And yeah. it's like, they weren't supposed to be, the fans like fans that aren't like you Bing that bang. aren't that realistic. Yeah. They, they had a huge expectation. That's like, you know, second round conference finals higher than a four seed with these, with this backcourt coming in. Yeah. Uh, still an elite defensive team, but it's like, yeah, they've, they've kind of right, righted the ship defensively. Like they're like fourth in the league in defensive points allowed. I don't yeah. go by a defensive rating as much. Cause like, if you don't give up a lot of points, that means you're a good defensive team. Like, you know? yeah, and, uh, it's like the rest of the East got better, dude. That's all it is. And yeah, Cleveland, Charlotte. It's just, we never, he was never a superstar. It's like he was the most improved player and a deservingly so all star. Thank you. Everyone truth. last year talked about how he wasn't a number one option on like a championship team, he wasn't like the elite of the elite. Top 25, top 30 player, definitely. I'd say that might be being a little like last year. Yeah. Last year he was. I think but he even was this year, he's still top 30. Like I take him over most power forwards. I take him over Sabonis. Like, so like, but well, <laughs> you know, anyway, um, we all agreed he that we all, all these fans wanted to say that he wasn't a number one option because you can't win a championship with him. So now all of a sudden, you guys are just surprised. Like I said this with Westbrook, like we're all surprised he can't shoot threes. He never could. It's it's the exposure and it's the market and it's and, the and when it's you the set expectations, expectations, they want you to exceed them. Exactly. Last it's year like, the last year the sorry, last year the Knicks overachieved. So yeah. this year they're kind of like where they were supposed to be last year growing rj is growing randall is inconsistent but he's not terrible like i've seen a lot worse 
Mitchell Robinson's growing. Your draft picks are starting to hit well. Like Toppin's playing well. Uh, Grimes is playing well. So that is working. Cam Reddish can't sniff the floor, which I don't even get him in. Get him in the game. That's yeah. a guy you could start if um Burks or Fournier moved. Cam yeah, Reddish. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like I I understand you don't want to take away minutes from guys that like mm-hmm. like are in your rotation, but at the same time, you just trade. You basically just upgraded your thirteenth man. Because he's, he's better 22? than Kevin Knox. Yeah, and he's, he's 22 he's, years old. Look what he did against the Knicks in the playoffs. I mean, this isn't a knock, but sometimes people and fans rightfully so question Thibodeau's rotations and the way he does things. Like He's Kemba, all about I mean, veterans. Kemba, yeah, Kemba's looking like he deserves he's, it. He, he's now. Like, he looks like what? he should be benched now. Yeah, it, it looks like he deserves it now from what happened in the beginning of the year, but it's like, Reddish, you you gotta let him gel in. You gotta give him the opportunity. You gotta yeah. rely on him. It's Play like him. I'm not asking for 40 minutes. I'm asking for 15 to 20 minutes of game time. Like we talk- let let him learn. Let him play. You can't. You aren't getting player by not playing. I'm sorry that I'm cutting you off a lot. I'm just so not pissed good. that this guy can't get in the game. Yeah, and it's like we talked about him going to Atlanta front office and saying he wanted an opportunity. And this is a perfect opportunity for him and to yeah. grow, especially like if Fox came in that young, big three, you had a and, Fox reddish Barrett. Yeah, that's fine. And, that's, and then if you, and Barnes, because yeah. you wouldn't have Randall anymore in that case, I'm not saying Cam Reddish is better than Fox or like he's, he may, he may not be that good. He might be just an inefficient scorer his whole career, but you won't know if he doesn't play. And the Knicks are in a position where, oh, we're trying to make a push. To what? Win a game in the play-in tournament and then get mobbed by Milwaukee? Like, like, what are you truly playing for right now? Like, you have this young talent. Rather than being stuck in the middle with these veterans, let these guys play. You'd get the same amount of wins with the young guys. Yeah, and that's, that's what they brought. They brought him here for a boost. They easily won the deal. And, like, this is a perfect place for him to grow with his old best friend and he could hit threes too. We saw it mm-hmm. in Atlanta against Philly and Atlanta against New York in the postseason. And he did it in Atlanta this year a little bit. And it's just, yeah. it's, this is not right. And Atlanta, like they were, you know, decreasing his minutes, but it's like they still gave him like 20 or so or a little less and like around there. They gave him good run. And he deserves to be playing. Yeah. We shouldn't be surprised if he is back in, you know, a solid spot in the rotation soon, but it's like, um, they're still getting Derek. Derek Rose should be back one of these weeks too. Because like, That's important. Like yeah. But all, yeah. They, he said, he spoke to the media for the first time in a while. He said, uh, I think right after the all-star break and I was talking to like people about it. Like you need more than one point guard. Like when I was talking about like, Trading for Fox. It's like, all right, we got this guy named Derek Rose, who, besides like this injury, has been relatively healthy for like his state of his career and stuff. And he is the perfect backup point guard. Like he is, he doesn't make many mistakes. I I think I've said this before, like two months ago. Like he doesn't make many mistakes. He just very consistently solid. We see it in the clutch. Yeah, he just he he kind of like. 
don't know how to explain it. He's kind of just like cool, just like it's it's not this, it's this. Been here before, if you're yeah. watching the video, you'll see me put my hand up and down like a fish, but it's just this. <laughs> just no down, no up, just all day. Hey, yeah, and it's yeah, he's not that anymore, but you don't have to be that <laughs> perfect backup to Fox that we didn't mention. It's the truth. Like he's a great six man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh I saw a thing with uh like John Morant is the modern day Derrick Rose. I'm like, you can call him that. Do not discount how special Derrick Rose was. Like, don't. <laughs> and I like John Morant, but I don't know if we're gonna see an athletic freak like that for another a while. Mm-hmm. Like just he just looked better than everyone. And that was in a league with like like LeBron was like in his prime. He's still in his prime. LeBron Wade with Kobe, yeah, Kobe, like all these guys, and he was had the Bulls as the one seed, and you saw what they looked like when they didn't have him. Like I think Drew Holiday was like a rookie or like really young at that point with the Sixers. Him and like Elton Brand beat Iggy the Donald. Bulls. Iggy, fear of the universe, aliens. You know who else the they had? Down. Who? Vucevic. Would he play? Yeah, he just. Wasn't really, you know, much back then. But I swear if you typed his name into Google, something else would come up before his name. Just that's how underrated that guy is. Evan Turner, my guy. Yeah, he he never really uh panned out, but he's still a solid player. He's active on Twitter, I see a lot sometimes. They just talk on basketball. But yeah, he follows me. Moving up, he follows you. Yeah, we uh he replies to my tweets and stuff. When I give him shout outs, he told me he missed me once. Missed you? <laughs> I replied, I like, um, I get replies, I get replies from Dan Olofsky all the time. He's really cool with, um, like replying to his fans. And I don't like people, like, people say, like, like, oh, he replies to everyone. It's so cool, though. Like, it's still like you're interacting. And I, him, Dallas Braden, I had an interaction with that was pretty cool. I saw that. Yeah. Um, so like that, it's cool to just, uh, I actually interviewed a guy playing in the Super Bowl this weekend or next weekend, Mike Hoek. He's a D tackle. He's I think he's Donald's backup, which no shame in being Aaron Donald's backup. Um, so that's pretty cool. He was cool to talk to. Um, you could actually talk, um, find that if you guys want. I'm gonna do a plug, even though I just I don't work for them anymore, but sports library, uh just type in Mike Hoecht, H-O-E-C-H-T. It's a little free plug for you guys. Interesting interview. It was fun. I tried to ask him very different questions. I didn't want to be the mainstream. Like, what do you, how do you prepare for the season? What's it mentally? Like, no, like I want to ask this guy, like what he does on the side. What's his favorite video game? You know, that kind of thing. But um, talking about New York teams, we're going to move on to a team that's probably in a worse spot than the Knicks, like as a grand scheme of things, the Brooklyn Nets. I saw a thing on TikTok today. I forgot the guy's name, and I'm sorry if I'm stealing whatever he said. He said, last year we saw the movie of what the Nets were. This year is the sequel. Sequel is never better than the original movie. I loved that quote. I'm so sorry. I forgot who it was. I'm going to find it, and I'm going to tag it in the description. But um, it's just a mess. They've lost. They just got killed by the Kings, and they had a double-digit lead. Like, and I understand Durant's hurt. You can't do anything about that. But James Harden can't do everything. And he had four points the other night. And that, and I don't, 
he's a guy that can do that and still play well. But with the unknown of Kyrie, we don't know when that guy's playing. And if Durant's out for a while, you're the sixth seed. You're the five seed. I don't care if Kyrie could play four games. You're not beating Milwaukee. You're not beating, you're not beating Miami. You're not beating Chicago. You Philly, even. Like, if you don't, you're not a full strength for every game in the playoffs, like at this moment. You're not beating those teams. Can you beat Cleveland? Probably. But who knows? We've been saying that about Cleveland all year, and they just continue to prove us wrong. Also, if the Nets aren't careful, they end up in the play-in tournament. Say you're not home for that. All of a sudden, you don't have Kyrie. You lose one game, you're out. So I understand when like they say like we're not concerned, even though James Harden has been very upfront about it, and I respect him for that. Like just no talk, all ball. I, I agree with that. Yeah. But when it comes like when it comes to the East, for me at least, I don't see them beating any of those teams. Like every time they play the Knicks, it's close. Which that could be just New York, New York. But like I said, Milwaukee, Miami. Miami's at full strength now, and we're going to see what they're made of because they were the one ski without Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler healthy. And I, I, I think they can make a move at the deadline. I think they can add like a – like a Lowry bent. just came back. Mm, he's been out for a little bit. Um, yeah. They can add a little bit at the deadline, but like P.J. Oladipo. Tucker. Oladipo. I'm still waiting <laughs> for that guy to come back. I like him, but he's just always, always injured. But it's just, I don't know with Brooklyn, like we talked about this with the, them and the Bulls, like who is the best team? Well, it's pretty clear now Chicago's better. Chicago got hurt, like Levine was out and he had COVID and like uh, Caruso's out now, who was kind of like a glue guy. He's like the Marcus Smart of the Bulls. He just doesn't yeah. start. Lonzo's out. No one talks about Lonzo Ball being out and how important he was. And they keep winning, but the Nets can't figure it out. I don't understand, and I don't, I don't want to blame coaching because everyone wants to blame the coach. But at some point, you got to, you have to groom some of these young guys to have some sort of like impact outside of, um, like Durant, Kyrie, Harden, like the guy in the Bulls. A, what's his name? Ao Dasamu, Dasam, Dasamu, or something like that. Yeah, he's balling. I mean, they're getting exposed on D without zone, without AC. Yeah, well, but that, like, but that's gonna happen. Yeah, they're but still doing their job and winning. Who is the Nets version of Ao Desamu or Desan? I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> who is their yeah, version of that? But, and that's what the upsetting thing is, because that's what they made this roster for. Paul Millsap, Patty Mills has done his job. Aldridge been off the court. A Claxton's lot. been okay. He's you know steady. Yeah, Claxton had a great game in Sacramento. They played the Jazz tonight. It's they really Jazz, have to Jazz are another team that's falling apart, but that's yeah, that's Brooklyn, not really their fault. Like that's a lot of injuries. Like their starting yeah. line the other night was terrible. Rudy is making his way back. He's still out, but Donovan Mitchell is back. Yeah. So, but Ingles hurts. They the thing, no, yeah, Ingles. In, that's sad. Yeah. I didn't even because that. that's why I saw Jay Jay Rich or Jay Josh Richardson. Jason Richardson, he's been out of league for a yeah. while. But Josh Richardson, um, yeah, him getting rumored to the Jazz, that makes sense because he would kind of play the Joe Ingles role. He plays great day and hits the yeah. threes. Yeah. Maybe he's the playmaker that Joe Ingles is. But um, 
he's uh like he's that like bench guy. So, but uh, go on. What were you saying? So, here's my thing with the Nets. It's all right. Fully healthy, they're we know they're the best team in the East. If the chemistry's there, it matters. It really yeah, that's does. The, that's the biggest thing. If you can't compare to Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, but it's like, look at the Celtics a few years ago. It my answer to everyone talking about their struggles through the regular season when they were around the same seat as they are now was, hey, they were minutes away from the NBA finals against the Warriors. And now they're getting Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, but chemistry matters. And I was at the game and uh, last week against the Lakers, it was awesome because LeBron put on a show his AD's return. Um, and it's like, you know, Kessler Edwards, they have no defense. Kessler Edwards is their big defender as of late. Bruce Brown still does his job, but he doesn't put any points on the board. So boring. Yeah, and um, I feel like I'm missing someone, but it's, you know, Blake. Is Blake Griffin even playing anymore? He does. He had a good game against Phoenix, but he has to play too much. And it's like, so – Chemistry matters, and every analyst that's like, "Listen, I don't know if they're if they don't win the NBA title, like it's on Durant." Stephen A. saying it's on Durant for leaving Steph and what he had for Kyrie. You know, it's. I mean, good for him for having that you know picture in mind, but clearly it hasn't panned, and like. We saw the frustrations from Harden around that Laker game, and he talked about it after. He's like, yeah, frustrated. COVID, injuries. We haven't had a consistent lineup. We've had a million different starting lineups. Like everything he was told they were getting, it's the opposite. Emmanuel Ancelo said this point, like James Harden's the example of like, hey, come hang out with us. And then it's not where you got your, oh, we're not going to that place. We're going to this one. Oh, why is he here? Why is they there? Like, why are they there? Like, it's not what, they made it out to be. They just made it. It's a clown. It's not a clown show, but it's a circus. Like everything, just everything but basketball happens with the Nets. And I'm not blaming Durant for his injury. You, you can't. Injuries yeah. happen. But everything the, else, meaning like like the players, the depth, and like the lack of it, that is on the Nets. Like front office, coaching, whatever you want to blame. He's yeah. He's been the one consistent piece all season, and yeah. he's not to be blamed. Blamed. And he'll get the most criticism though. Yeah, and it's like it's just the chemistry. And I don't James is saying this because he didn't realize what he was getting into, mainly with Kyrie Irving with the vaccine. And they talked about it on NBA today. Yeah. Perk, RJ, as you know, the man on TikTok, the GOAT, he's the boy. <laughs> but he was He's at him, the Rams game. Yeah, him, Shanae, Okumake, Pierce, and uh Matt Barnes were there too, sitting by the end zone. I noticed. Good game. But the boys, but they, yeah. um, so they're talking about it. Even Shanae said, I knew Kyrie has a McDonald's all American. He's always beat at his own drum. Richard and Perk talked about their playing experience with them in Cleveland is like, it's tough to be like, okay, let's sit down has a big three and talk about it. Cause Kyrie does beat his own drum and you can't change his mind when he has something and his own intentions set. So they're not, 
going to get him to change his mind. So you don't blame Harden for having these frustrations in the, the rumors to Philly or the rumors of him potentially leaving because yeah, he's not going to point anything out and like nothing came from him, but it's like, obviously he's frustrated rightfully so. And Perk had a point. Maybe he should point the finger at Kyrie and be like, I didn't know like what I was getting into. And clearly like he's not showing any top priority of winning a championship. Yeah. Although he is in, um, I don't like mean to criticize the guy. He is in some ways, but it's like, he's not putting his team first. That's the best way to put it. it. Like It's like a guy that like can't get vaccinated. Like a, uh, like a, like a, how do I say this? The company is like, maybe you get vaccinated to work or else you can't work. How come with yeah. Kyrie, there's exceptions. How come like, they're going to pay for fines and stuff like that? And that's going to become it. Now it went from a health thing to a money thing. So now all of a sudden you're just, you're, you're not cheating, but you're, you're going against what the whole idea of the COVID protocol was. And it's going to yeah. hurt the nets because he's still not going to get vaccinated. So he's not going to play because they're not going to pay those fines. I don't think I watched his Instagram live. I wrote about it for hoops habit. It. It's like, you know, we only get one body. You know, he's more than a basketball player. He already made his mind up. We get that. And he's one of the most brilliant, most down-to-earth, most special, genuine human beings in basketball, if not in all sports. But it's like, dude, you guys came – like, he, he – this all started with him in Boston. It's like you came here for a reason. Now you're failing the team. He's failing the team right now. He – in the playoffs, it matters with chemistry when he's on and off the floor. And, you know, we don't know if they're going to have him for a full series. It's just too much uncertainty with the team. And, like, yeah, I don't blame Harden for having these opinions. It's obviously towards him, but he's not going to call out his boy. And, mm-hmm. like, he didn't know what he was getting into. Like, Perk oh, yeah. has a point. I'd maybe say, like, oh, then – I want out because of this. And like, we're failing to reach those goals. Like, dude, they were supposed to be the best team ever or arguably like next to the Warriors, next to the Bulls. We've said this a million I have, times. I have a point I'm going to make when you're, um, when you're done with your take. That's pretty much it. Like they're looking in trouble right now. And like, I get it. Playoffs matter more to them, but it's like, you need to build some sort of character, some sort of chemistry. I get it. They're all good friends, but it's like Kyrie, it's all on you. And like, it's about you being there and doing your job. And like, I don't think like you've said, maybe they could lose to those few teams if they didn't have it. I'd say maybe, you know, potentially Milwaukee or Philadelphia. I don't, maybe the ball is fully healthy, but I don't see them losing very much, but it's like, dude, you're in danger of losing to at least one or two teams if you're not fully there. And even with Durant there, they still were, like, inconsistent and in losing games that they should have like won. Like, we're waiting for them to, like, be the Nets, if that <laughs> yeah. means, like, the Nets aren't historically great. But, like, it, we're waiting for them to be that next dynasty. And the point I'm going to go on, like, the point I made before, how come, like, you want to think of the NBA as your job? Well, the job is telling you to get vaccinated. It's the same thing as if you're working at Staples and they tell you to get vaccinated and you can't work if you don't get it. So it, 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 when you boil it down to that sense, then that that's why I think Harden is getting annoyed because like we all got the shot to be here to win the championship. You're putting yourself before the team. You shouldn't be here at all. 
because you being there it's like halfway will help us on the court, but in the long run, it won't. And he's just too confusing with this. I get it. Like we know you're more than a basketball player. You're a human. Every every human is more than their job and their profession. But every like, human is like we we said it a million times. We understand, but like you know what the main goal is, and like you can't just keep using the shot against the Warriors for almost cursed for leverage. <laughs> you can curse. I don't care. <laughs> nah, yeah, we're good. But you can't just keep using that for leverage. Yeah, and it's like, like he said, so he went to the fan, like, I won you guys a championship. All right, there's a guy named LeBron James that was there too. And, like, you still left them, like, sour. Like, if, staying on Cleveland, if Baker Mayfield wins a Super Bowl, which, God willingly, <laughs> if Baker Mayfield wins a Super Bowl and then leaves, like, it's going to, like, just, like, request a trade or, like, even, like, Miles Garrett or someone on the Browns did that, like, a core player. They're going to be sour about it. And I know that happens more in the NBA than anything, but you can't hang your head on that. And the point I was going to make, the take I was going to have, you brought up the Warriors and the Bulls. What do those two teams have? Defense. And? Death. And? The shot. What am I missing? Did you say the shot? Third star. <laughs> what? A consistent third star. Chemistry. Yes. The biggest. Steph, of- Clay, Draymond. Chemistry. Iggy. I think Harrison Barnes is on one of those teams. Um, more recently, you got Kevin Looney, Jordan Poole. Those Bulls teams. Rodman, Kerr, Jordan, Pippen, Horace Grant. See, I said Kerr. Yeah, like. I'm not saying you got to draft your whole team, but you got to be there. Like as much as Dennis Robin partied and stuff and he took his little break, he was still there when he was needed. And think about it this way too. They, <laughs> someone wrote, <laughs> someone wrote a story. Ah, oh, man, it was a big um, analyst. Forget who. Or no, I saw it in the sports writing class. It was someone who writes. They like brought the big picture into it. The Nets got rid of, like they were having a beautiful culture beginning. Jared Allen, D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie. Those pieces, Karis LeVert, I feel like I might be missing someone, but those pieces they had to start a culture and they like they did they sold their starting lineup and special thing that they were starting for Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant's performed but like and we know Kyrie Irving's performed he's averaging like 27 a game in a net uniform the rebounds and assists are there too he's shooting like 50 percent like almost 40 from three but it's dude consistency is key that's the biggest thing the biggest thing. And they just, you know, got rid of the culture that they were starting for this. And it's just has not panned. And like postseason matters. Definitely does. It matters the most, but we need consistency. Like you said, I don't know why I couldn't think of that as the number one out of what we were naming, but it, 
they need it. It's the truth. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I just – I don't know what to make of them. If you had to pick a team to come out of the East right now, who would you pick? Come out of the East. Picking the Bucks, I guess. Hmm. A little repeat action? Have to. They have the chemistry. They have the Giannis was an MVP. Middleton's an all-star again. Um, okay. Bobby Portis has performed. Mike Budenholzer mm. is a great coach. They have defense. Cleveland has made a surge. You, I guess Miami might be a second choice with, you know, this loaded – kind of like Phoenix. They Their depth chart is beautiful from top to bottom. They have everything. They're a perfect, complete team. But it's like the Bucs. It's really looking like the Bucs again at the moment. But my pick to win it all is the Suns. We could put a plug in for that too. I just wrote a masterful mm-hmm. Chris Paul story after I wrote the Embiid one the other day. But yeah, I could see Suns Heat. You know, that's two cool names. But uh, yeah, that go. meet each other. Two hot names. Maybe the box. It should be an exciting deadline that's coming Thursday. It should definitely yeah. be exciting. Six days away. We mm-hmm. just in to transition. We saw a nice trade a couple hours ago. The Norman Powell and Robert Covington to Los Angeles. Yeah. And to get my point there, it's just like, what does that mean? First of all, we know Portland is in need of cleaning house. Definitely. They really are. Um, we talked about this yesterday, how New Orleans is looking at like McCollum has a guard to compliment Zion whenever he comes back or Ingram, which is a perfect guard. Eric Gordon, I'm pretty sure he was a Pelican before. He is another candidate along with De'Aaron Fox. But, you know, the Dame rumors are swirling again. I saw he wants a big extension if they keep him this past or during this offseason. And, um, but he said if he was to be dealt, it, he'd like it to be to another team in the West. It's highly unlikely he gets dealt. Yeah. But the biggest thing is they signed Norm to a multi year contract and they killed salary doing this. It's a joke. They look like it's a disaster of it because they swapped Gary Trent Jr., yeah. who is so on fire right now for Norman Powell. And really, it turned out to be Gary Trent Jr. for Eric Bledsoe and a second round pick. And yeah. that is a disaster. So, also, they got rid of Norm's salary. And they're looking to clean house, like I just said. And Anthony Simons, who's been a bright, um, probably a main bright spot for them this year, besides Lillard, you know, especially with the whole long thing McCollum went through. And Norm was having a great year, 18 a game. But Simons, they can have the money to re sign him as a combo guard, whether it be ne- next to Dame, you know, next to McCollum, who knows? They can go about this, you know. Yeah. cleaning of the locker room many I don't know ways but it's do. like yeah it's so uncertain but that was a beautiful trade for the Clippers because Ty Lue did say last night it's very unlikely Kawhi comes back this year still no one knows about Paul George oh really but that's Steve Ballmer never settles 
That was news to yeah, me. Yeah, highly. Point. Yeah, highly unlikely. And rightfully so, because Steve Ballmer, even if he if he does or doesn't, Steve Ballmer never never settles. Ty Lu continues to do an excellent job. Yeah, and this just shows that they're wrong. gonna be a great Yes. I was a big hair of his in Cleveland. But he continues or this just shows for the Los Angeles Clippers that next year they're gonna be a big favorite, rightfully yeah. so. They don't the Zubach they still have as their guy for the main size. He looks exactly like Zacharts. And then they're gonna have, <laughs> he does. <laughs> then they're gonna have so the two wings, then they're gonna have Covington's elite defense and three-point shooting, and Adam. Norman Powell, who's a terrific guard, who's on fire this week, like 21 a game. Great guard to uh compliment those guys. And they yeah. can still make more moves. Like they they're gonna be a solid favorite for next year, and I'm happy for them. That was a good trade for them. I think get rid of Bledsoe as well. Yeah. I think with Portland, it's just kind of like they're like trying to tell Dame that they're rebuilding instead of like him coming out and saying that they're trying. I think they want to trade him. And it's like, even if Dame doesn't want out, if you want to trade him, just trade him. Like, I don't know why it's like such a, it's not like Dame wants out and the Portland won't trade him. Like Portland has the power over Dame, like not financially, but like, like, well, they do financially, but, Portland has the right to trade Dame. I don't think he has a no trade clause. So it's like, I don't know. Just Portland, they're just kind of going downhill. I McCollum, I think, will be will, won't be on Portland by next week. He maybe he I really thought he was going to the Clippers because that made a lot of sense, but he'll be somewhere. Um Nurkic will yeah. be somewhere. They're, they're just gonna tear it down. But um moving on now, just the um Nurkic is also available too and it's just they're not even going to be in the playoffs and like yeah yeah that's that was a good start to the trade week there was a lot of people saying you know let it all begin and Mm -hmm. there's analysts that think portland might have missed their window with selling so like this had to happen had to but go on um just um just moving on just uh we're running a little low on time we're going to talk about the lockout but I'm sure I'll have more information next week on it. All I could say right now is that there's a federal they, the MLBPA rejected the federal mediator and the owners don't want to make an, uh, a counter offer. So you know what? Owners get it right. It's bargaining. You bargain together. The, the players doing what they can from what we know mm-hmm. and, you know, get it together. But just the last thing we want to say, um, we don't really talk about football that much on this podcast, but Boston's own, well, not really, I don't think he's from Boston, but Boston's, uh, Easily greatest athlete of all time, and that's including guys like, yeah, including guys like Bill Russell. But let's uh give a clap of the hands, Tom Brady, hanging it up after 22 years. Um, I don't really know what he's just. If it's gonna feel weird, I I enjoy Tom Brady. I don't hate him. I'm a big fan of rooting for success, and damn, it's just it's gonna feel really weird. He's not gonna be in the league for the first time in my football like life like watching it and just is i'm like getting just talking about it like this guy is like bigger than life and he'll he'll be successful in whatever he does just his mentality but just uh want to say congrats to tom brady if he's watching this which i don't think he is but that'd be cool um 
Tom, if you want to come on, I know you're, you got more time now, so, but um, just congrats to Tom uh, Brady. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's he, all uh, I really, what's up? I was just going to say, absolutely. Like it was a privilege watching him growing up through high school, through middle school, through all of it. A lot of people thought, you know, is he really going to go out on that loss? Hard to believe. It was funny when that happened Saturday or, I think it was Saturday, not Friday, but yeah, whenever, almost a week ago, yeah. whenever, you know, made the announcement, I was watching Ozark and then I saw it on Bleacher Report and I was like, wow. And then the report came out that his dad said he never made a decision and the Bucks front office said the same, but it's like, I mean, like we just said, it was hard to believe, but we kind of thought as well as the rest of the sports world and internet is uh was he playing games with us like we've seen him do yeah. this before i i just um and there was but he's never done that, that before that. really brady's never really like he didn't yeah, I mean, say he was gonna leave till new england until he left so yeah and it's funny because you know everyone was expecting the video of him and gronk that the we ain't going nowhere yeah the video and, of him on the plane going um, like this like that weird cringy face they make it's like <laughs> Like, oh, my God, dude. We'll give it up to 44. What? Yeah, and it was truly special. And there was rumors oh, okay. that, you know, he would get paid a certain amount if he quit a certain day. Not that it matters for him, obviously. Yeah, he's but like, money. Yeah, so long. We still see it all over the sports networks, how people uh, just can't believe it, really. Boston always loved him, same as Tampa. Obviously, the Patriot fans weren't that happy with his goodbyes to them. Dave Portnoy going he, in about it, but it's like he signed a one-day contract in New England. And he'll if he doesn't talk about them in his Hall of Fame speech, okay, now we got problems. But it, I don't make much of the story. Colin Coward talked about it. Uh, it's not a story. It's a goodbye speech. It's about yeah, him, it's no one else. Yeah, and it's just he's every like dude growing up in sports like me and you. He's. He's everyone's role model and kind of like just Kobe, Tom Brady. not just, you know, yeah. And not just and it's like arguably the best sports icon ever in the world. And it's like, it's not just what he did on the field and what his competitiveness it's, you know, Class. how he drove himself, how to be best self and like TB12. the human being he is, the, icon, the father he is all of it. And it's just, yeah. yeah salute to him, man. And it's I, I just to squeeze this in. I was seeing on a Max Kellerman show this just in. They were saying like maybe Winston goes back to the Bucks. Obviously, who knows what the Bucks will be next year. I'm gonna get I'm gonna pick Washington up my Commanders. Gonna, Many people are thinking, yeah. I'm gonna pick up my mic for this announcement. Many people. What? No, go. I was on. just gonna say, Matt. I was waiting for you, but. I was going to say, many people are thinking Jimmy G could go to the Commanders, but what's your Damn announcement? Oh, oh, you said Washington. All right. I have an <laughs> announcement. I got my mic. Look at this thing. It's a whole stand. Yeti, thank you. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo will be the Buccaneers quarterback next year. This is not like an official thing. Like, this is my prediction. So, um, yeah, we'll see him in Tampa. <laughs> okay. Um, that will be all for this week. Uh, you want to have any plugs, Rob, besides the uh, article? Just the two articles, just the Embiid one, and uh, I just wrote a 
crazy Chris Paul one, like I said, so that everyone should enjoy that. I've just been grinding with the writing and with this, and it felt good to be back. And yeah, no, a great pod, man. Yep. Uh, just follow us on Instagram at Sports Bible Pod, YouTube, just type in Sports Bible Podcast, it'll come up. Make sure you space it out because if you don't, it comes up some Spanish video. I don't know. Um, follow me on TikTok at Richie Yordas. I'm going to look to make shorts for this podcast and put it on a separate TikTok, but that's in the future. Um, find us on Twitter, Sports Bible Pod. Just find us everywhere. Follow me on Instagram at RD Sports Blogs. And uh, follow my YouTube channel, Richie Doris. I have an, a fun video. I'm reacting to the top 100 baseball players that ESPN put out this weekend. That which should come out a little bit yes, after sir. this podcast comes out. But uh, besides that, that's all I got. And uh, see you guys later. See you guys. Thumbs down.